Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we continue on in a series we're doing called Living Invitations. Living Invitations. And um, in effect, we're, we're talking about that uh, our purpose, our mission in this world, the church, is called to uh, live life in such a way that it impacts the world around us. And, and you know, that's part of it. Obviously, there's a lot of other things that we're called to, but that's a significant part, the way that we live this life, not pretend, not fake, uh, you know, deal with integrity, and honesty, and, and um, you know, our own pressing into the Lord um, makes a difference in the lives of people around us. And so the church, you know, we defined is, is uh, always about people, and so we're the church, right? You know, right now we're the church gathered here. When you leave, you're still the church. You're just the church out there. Church isn't something you do. Church is, in effect, something that you are as a believer in Christ. Jesus is the head. We're his body. And we're in a little sub-series now talking about the armor of God. As, as uh, Actually, it came up in, in the discussion on hospitality that um, we're to have a concern for our neighbor, our neighbors, anyone who needs the mercy of God. And we're sort of looking at the spiritual component of that, that we have a very real enemy whose main purpose is trying to keep people blinded to the truth. Um, for those of us that have come to know Christ, he's obviously lost that battle. He's still trying to keep us from experiencing full and abundant life, but we, we're aware of those schemes. But now we, we sort of go to battle on behalf of our neighbors so that they can come to know Christ as well. And this armor of God that we're talking about enables us and prepares us and equips us for that battle. And so we've talked about... Uh, integrity so far, and, and uh, the, you know, the belt of truth. And we talked about living as His righteousness uh, last week as we talked about the breastplate of righteousness. And this week we're going to be talking about having our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So that's where we're heading in our discussion together. That's the intro transition. I always do a bad joke or two. This was, uh, all of these are really bad, but they seemed like fitting. Like, what do you call a mushroom you can take anywhere? A portobello. Uh, I, I like to go to Winn-Dixie, as you know, and one of the things I like to do, I like to watch the chickens in the parking lot. It's like poultry in motion. Oh, yeah, see there. You never know. I should probably stop there, but I'm not. Speaking of chickens, what's a chicken's favorite game in the pool? Marco Pollo. <laughs> Pastor Nunez liked Marco Pollo. There you go. Scripture reading here on purpose. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation 
and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the saints. Blessed be the Word of the Lord. So today we're talking about having our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And this gospel that we have, the good news that we have for pre-Christians, how we refer to our neighbors who don't yet know Jesus, um, is, is, is the news, the good news that God purchased peace by the death of His Son and offers it to sinners who believe in Jesus. That's the, the good news. That's, uh, again, the heart of the message. God purchased peace by the death of His Son and offers it to sinners who believe in Jesus. Now, we're, we're sort of in the middle of a, of a conversation about spiritual conflict and spiritual armor, and, and perhaps it might seem weird that, that right in the middle of that comes this discussion of peace. Um, but, but the goal of our warfare, the goal of engaging in this battle is that people would accept the terms of peace that God holds out, namely faith in Christ. That's the those are the terms of peace, coming to know Jesus. That's where we find it. That's what it's all about. That's where life happens. And I think it's a really good way to look at that so that, that you understand what's happened, is that God purchased peace by the death of His Son. He offers it to sinners. And those who accept and believe in Christ can come to peace in God and peace in their lives and peace with others and all the amazing things that go with that. So I want to talk about that today. We're going to start point number one about one, fitting your feet with readiness. Fit your feet with readiness. Uh, Paul sort of, you know, I, I told you he's, he's talking about armor, like a Roman soldier's armor, and he, he, um, he says that the, the readiness of this gospel of peace is, is like being, it's like putting on shoes as part of our spiritual armor. We, we actually get our feet ready, and, and shoes are pretty important. Uh, for most of us as we sort of engage in the day depending on what you're going to be doing you, you might have different shoes that you wear uh, you know I, I mean guys most of us don't have a whole lot of shoes but you know we got a comfortable shoe and, and we, got a, we got a sneaker like I have sneakers to run in and then I have sneakers that I would not run in be, you know, because I used to run in them but now they're down a notch I don't know if anybody else does that but running sneakers are like kind of have to take care of those and uh, you don't want to mess them up so after you've run in them for a while, you, you use them, then you can junk them up after that, and you get a new pair of running sneakers. Well, you have different shoes that you put on for different things. And I think what Paul's talking about in this process is, is he's actually referring to um, the words of Isaiah. In Isaiah 52, 7, Isaiah said, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. So this is a, a picture of uh, this whole thing that we're talking about as Paul talks about it. A, a picture of the feet of people who are running to bring good news. And the good news is the good news of peace, the readiness of the gospel of peace. It's a readiness to tell the good news and in effect say that God reigns, that He's made a way, that um, he's, he's aware of our situation and that He's come uh, to rescue us and uh, he's made a way for us to be saved and that this is the, the sort of the picture that Paul is, is taking the armor and as he's thinking about this he's thinking about these people who bring good news they, they're ready to bring good news and, and that's what we're supposed to be all the time ready 
to give good news. And let me say this too, that giving the gospel away is, is one of the best ways to experience its power in your own life. There's, it's, it's like so many things in life um, that, that when you give it away, when you, when you give things away, you, you know them better. It's like when you, when you share with somebody something that you've learned, you know it better by the time you're, you're done sharing it. It's, it's like anything else. It, it makes you better. Well, giving the gospel away, sharing the gospel with people helps you experience it in, in completely different ways. Because it, it just keeps becoming more and more real and more and more alive to you and more and more, uh, you become more and more aware of all of, of what's going on in the good news and what it means to be saved and how it impacts us in so many levels. And so being ready to give it away um, helps us to experience it at an even greater level. So let's kind of talk about this whole idea of readiness and peace as we press on. So secondly, we're called to live as peacemakers peacemakers. Um, there's a difference between peacemaking and peacekeeping. And, and it's a significant difference. Um, peacekeepers are not very effective. And it's, it's a really terrible sort of mission to try and keep peace. But making peace is completely different. And, and so I want to make sure you're aware of the fact that, that we're, we're called to be peacemakers. And there's some things about being a peacemaker that we need to be aware of. Little letter A. A peacemaker is ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. We touched on that in point one, but let's dig in a little further. Ephesians 6.15. With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And so um, we're, we're to live lives ready. And, you know, I've told you that I, I've been encouraging you that you should be praying on this armor every day. It should be just come a part of your regular routine. And that as you sort of pray the armor on, you think about what it stands for. So we've talked about the belt of truth. And I just pray, Lord, I, I put your truth on. Now as I'm doing that, I'm thinking about living a life of integrity. And then last week we talked about the breastplate of righteousness and how that covers our heart. And, and Lord, I want to be a person that walks in your righteousness, not in self-righteousness, but in your righteousness, a righteousness that's about relationships and is evidenced by love. And then we get to this, this place now and we fit our feet with the, with the gospel of peace. And Lord, as I, as I just sort of put these shoes on, these boots on, um, Lord, I want to be ready to go and to, to be and to be aware and to listen and to live outside myself and to get myself out of the center of the story and, and live for you. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, this whole process is about getting ready. Even praying on the armor, it's about getting ready. I had... Uh, we had new wristbands made, and, it, and uh, they're out there. You should, I, and I want everybody to get one. It just says, I got my armor on. And um, one of my hopes is would be that when you go to put it on, that you don't do it mindlessly. You go, ooh, I really should not wear that if I don't do that. And uh, that you, you get it, and you pray it on, and then put the, put the wristband on. Maybe it'll help you get in the... I'm always trying to think of something that will help you get into that routine because it's that important in your life. And, and being ready for our life, it's, it's such a big deal. I, was, I went kayaking this week, and uh, while I was kayaking, I was thinking about what it takes. When, as a younger person, if I wanted to go kayaking, I'd just throw the kayak in the water and hop in it and go. And that's where you go. But now I'm, you know, I'm not quite as young as I used to be, and nothing happens quite like that anymore. And there was a lot of things I had to do to get ready to go kayaking. Like, I wanted to make sure I had a bottle of water. That seemed pretty important because I, I might need that. 
I needed to make sure I had a hat with a brim on it because of the sun, and I had to have sunscreen, and I put that on, and I, I put on these, these little water booty things because it, where I go is pretty shallow, but if, if I lose my paddle or something, I want to be able to walk it in, and I, I don't want to have to do that barefoot because that's gross. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, I, and then so I had things to do before I could go to make sure everything was ready. And uh, it makes sense to me to do that. Uh, I talked about running earlier. I, when, I, when I was a kid, I had this thought. I, you, if you wanted to run, you just started to run, right? I mean, that's as a kid, didn't you? As a kid, running was no big deal. It wasn't something you prepared for. Running, <laughs> it was just as simple as that. But if I did that now, I'd hurt myself <laughs> badly. So I just can't run when I, there's a, I have to go through a whole routine of things. It's kind of funny to think about, you know, but I have to, I have to go through a certain amount of stretching and, and warming up, and, you know, it takes me 10 minutes to get ready to go and run for 10 minutes. And uh, I never would have done that before, but I have to now. There's a, there's a readiness. Well, as I was doing those things, I was thinking about in this Christian life, there's things we need to do because, you know, we, we know the importance of being ready. We know the value of being ready. It helps us. And having the armor on and having thought about that helps us as we engage in this life. And so we need to live at the ready, not, not only to, to, to be ready to speak the message, but to live it out by acts of kindness and words of encouragement and, and again, living outside of ourselves, being aware as we go into situations that it's, it's not all revolving around us. And uh, I hope that you do that where, wherever you go, that you, you sort of just get outside yourself enough that you can see. It's amazing how often God will use you uh, in other places if you're just sort of aware and, and uh, just, just keep doing it. I, I talk about Winn-Dixie a lot. I, I, get, I pray for a lot of people at Winn-Dixie and it's because they ask me. But it, it wasn't always that way. But now they just kind of know who I am. And if they have anything going on, hey, can you pray for me? Yeah, and I do. Um, but, but I've spent a lot of time sort of in Winn-Dixie cultivating that. But we should be. It's eyes open and sort of thinking about how you can reach people and what it looks like. And that's one of the places when I'm sort of out and about where I can do things. So um, we need to be ready. B, a peacemaker is at peace with God. So that's something that needs to happen, Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So, you know, as, as believers, we've confessed with our mouths and believed in our hearts that Jesus is Lord and we've been saved, uh, born again, made new, our sins have been forgiven, we're reconciled to God. And because of that, we're at peace with God. In, in Romans 5.1, there's that word I always tell you to look for. It's one of the most amazing words as a believer you'll see. When you read it in Scripture, it should just make your hearts just jump, justified. Uh, every time I read it, I, I just, I get excited about what that means to be justified, just as if I'd never sinned. Now, as a believer in Christ, God chooses you, chooses to see you in the perfection of His Son. And, and it's overwhelming. When, when you take that in, it changes everything about your perspective on life. That's how God is relating to you, in the perfection of His Son just as if you'd never sinned. You know, I, and the grace that we're standing in to make that happen, it's just, it's just amazing. It should always keep us. I think when we take that in, it helps us to stay humble. It helps us to stay relational. It helps us to realize 
how desperate we are for God and that, that we're broken like everybody else and they desperately need Him too and they, they just may not have figured it out or to the extent that they need to yet. And so we're to encourage them and to bless them and to love them and to help them where we can and to pray for them and whatever it looks like. Always, you know, hoping and, and praying that they would come to know Jesus as well because that's where they're going to find life because there's nothing like being justified. I mean, what an amazing deal. All that comes with it overwhelms me every, every day. I don't... I don't I hope I never take it for granted. Just as if I'd never sinned. Sanctification, the Holy Spirit dwelling in me. That's God just comes and lives in us. It's amazing. And, and knowing that the time is coming, when glorification happens, and just in, in constantly in His presence and a new body and everything made new. Wow. Just an amazing, amazing deal. So, so we're at peace with Him because we've been justified because of what Christ has done and we believe in it. So we're at peace with Him. A peacemaker then experiences the peace of God. Because once you're at peace with God, you can begin to experience His peace in your life. Philippians 4, 7, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, passes understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's a, one of my favorite chunks of verses. You know that if you've ever been here. Philippians 4, 4 through 8. Uh, it's, it's just something you should also be thinking about every day. Therefore, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding. It's, it's amazing, that whole process. Rejoice in the Lord always. I didn't go back from it. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. These, these verses are powerful, but they deal with this, the peace that we can have in Him. And the, the world is not a peaceful place. It's restless. And it's stirring. And, and people seem, at this point in, in, in our culture, to sort of thrive on all of the chaos. And it just keeps getting more and more and more. And they keep taking in more and more of the chaos of these huge events that they can't really impact. And, and it, it causes them not to experience the peace of God in their life because everything stirs them up. And, and yet he says, you know, don't be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and petition, they even present your request to God. The peace of God passes understanding doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense. But that's when you experience it, when you, when you quit trying to make sense of it. It just happens. And we can experience that in our lives. And so, because we're at peace with Him, we have access to His peace, and we don't need to live lives of worry and fear and stress and anxiety. We can experience His peace and the, and the fullness of the now and forever life that He came to bring us. D. A peacemaker seeks to live at peace with everyone. With everyone. I love what Paul says. Again, Romans 12, 18. I can say it's one of my favorite verses. They're all like my favorites when I'm talking about them. Romans 12, 18. If it's possible, and I love that he put this part in here. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Aren't you glad he wrote it like that? I am. Because some people just won't let you live at peace with them. And at some point, as long as you're doing your part, it's, it's not your issue. It's on them. But what a great thing. As far as you can, as much as you can, live at peace with everyone. Don't, don't, don't be the cause of unrest. Um, but some people, because of who they are, what they are, who they represent or whatever they, they're going to do. But you don't have to. But we're to live at peace with people. And I believe that means we're to... We're to live in this world as the light of the world, not critical and judgmental as though we're, we're somehow superior to lost and broken people in the world around us, but as, 
but as people who, who know how to love like Jesus did. Jesus loved the lost. He, I said this last week, he never took sin lightly, but he didn't make a person's sin the focus. He loved people by seeing the beauty of their potential. And when they were loved like that, they wanted to change. It, it wasn't ever, you know, people coming and telling you all your mess is not a good reason for you to change. It usually pushes you in the other direction. But people loving on you, you go, there's something about that that makes a difference. And so, you know, we talked about righteousness last week and self-righteousness. It's self-righteousness that attacks people. His righteousness loves people. Never condone sin. Never is all oh, no big deal. But, but just doesn't, that's not going to be the focus. You know who deals with sin so amazingly well? The Holy Spirit. It really is like the one who does it. It's his job. And, and if you let him do it, he's fascinatingly good at it. Isn't he the one that convicts you of yours? I'm really, when you think about it, because <laughs> you, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't pin this on people. I've spent plenty of time justifying sin until the point in time when the Holy Spirit made me go, no, you, you really, that's not good for you or anybody else. Stop it. And you go, oh, okay. So I wish it was that simple, but, but you know what I mean. He's really good at it. He helps us move along. That's what he's doing. That's sanctification. He's moving us in that direction. He's awesome at it. And, and we're to let him do that. And that, you know, that's a big part of it. If, if people can come from darkness into light, guess what? They get saved. They begin... They're reconciled to God. He's already dealing with them in the perfection of His Son. The Holy Spirit comes as part of the process, and He starts going to work. And they're changed that way. I'd love to see that happen. That's when impact happens. So that's what we need to do. E. A peacemaker desires that everyone would come to know His peace. That's ultimately what drives us. It gives us purpose. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, see when we kind of get a hold of this, and, and all of these things that I've just talked about are what I flash on when I pray on the shoes of peace, if, for lack of a better term. That's what I think about. Oh God, I want to I wanna be ready to be a peacemaker. And I get what that means. It means I'm at peace with you because of what you've done, and I can experience your peace in a crazy world, and I want to be at peace with other people the best that I can. I don't want to be the cause of, of situations that don't need to be there, and I want, to, I want to let people know that they can experience this peace too. See, a, a peacemakers, they're, they're at peace with God because they're experiencing the peace of God. They desire to live at peace with everyone, always being ready to share the reason for the peace by proclaiming the gospel of peace so that everyone would come to know His peace. So that's where we're supposed to be living this thing. And, and that's all part of this deal, and it's all part of the armor of God that we're put on. It prepares us for battle. But I love the fact that in the midst of this conflict that we're engaging in is peace, and that we get to do this whole thing in His peace. And that's what He's called us to. So that's good for today. If you get a chance, get one of these little nifty wristbands that are out there in the foyer, and uh, when you put it on, stop. And pray the armor on if you have it. And make it your habit every day. Because it will change the way that you live this life. For Him. That's where we're going to end for now. If you're watching on video, thanks for doing that. Appreciate you doing it. If you need prayer, go to our website. There's a prayer page on there. You can put your prayer on there. And we will pray for you. And uh, we'd love for you to come and visit when you can. God bless you.